If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. What's going on since the sandbox fans? It's your boy Kev. And you know what that means. It's all ball time of the week. And it's actually that time of year too. We're back and we're here with our second unofficial slash official NBA power rankings. 1 through 10, where we see every team right now. I'm going to jump in. I'll go 10 through 6, and then you guys can jump in. So at 10, right now, again, this is just us far in the season, I have the Phoenix Suns. They're playing good basketball. As you can see, I got my Devin Booker shirt on. Had to wear it after that game winner against the Mavs. Shout out Steve. (laughs) He got it for me. Secret Santa. Shout out Santa Claus. At 9, I got the Indiana Pacers. At 8, I have the Nuggets. And I know they're going to move up my list probably next time we do them, but they did start off a little slow. That's the only reason I have them that low. They have gotten a little better, a little bit more hot the last few weeks, so they're definitely going to keep moving up. At 7, I got the Bucks, and at 6, I got the Nets, strictly just because they really can't stop anybody, and you got to learn to stop people, especially come playoff time. Oh, man, this was tough. This was really tough. Uh, At 10, strictly because Jimmy Butler has been out with COVID and, like, lost, like, 15 pounds. I'm going to put the heat there. I think they're still really competitive. I know they're not technically a top seed at the moment, but I still think they're great defensively. I think Jimmy Butler is better than any player, in my opinion, on the next team I'm about to mention, which is the Suns. I think the Suns are very good. I think they have a better duo than the Heat have, but I don't think Devin Booker or CP3 are better than him per se, but they're very good. And like we predicted, I mean, they're getting after it, bro. Devin mm-hmm. Booker's balling. Eight, I have the Bucks. I'm sorry. I don't at hate eight, that either. At eight. Just because I think they're a little Giannis-centric. You Definitely. know what I mean? I, I just think that they're not great overall. Seven, I have the Nuggets. It, it is what it is. I, I think they're better than a lot of teams. I think Jokic is unbelievable. Jamal Murray, they have some depth. But I, I think they will come back down to earth as the season goes along. Then I have the Celtics, man. I have the Celtics. I think they're good. It's just Tatum has to get in his rhythm. You know what yeah, I mean? You, yeah. you can't expect a guy that's been out for what two weeks with covid comes back with Kemba walker there that he didn't play with to begin with no peyton pritchard who's actually been pretty good for the celtics as a whole marcus smart's a little banged up so i'll cut the celtics some slack on that and then at five i have brooklyn i just think they're a better team i know they're not as deep but i think those three players together can outscore everybody like kev said they, they cannot defend a, a wet paper towel so <laughs> doesn't really matter no, I feel that, but I definitely think you guys aren't going to like my my rankings right here just because uh, where I heard some of your names. And I do have to say, I know we were supposed to record this last week. My rankings changed, I would say kind of significantly, um, since the last time we made them. But at 10, I have Portland, and I was really iffy about having them there. But I would say that just with having Dame alone, seeing how good he is, can have them in there right around that 10 spot. 9, I do have the Suns in. You know, the, what what it came down to is CP3 really makes that team so much better. And we see how, how much better Devin Booker has gotten. And hopefully they can add some pieces. I think Aiton's been solid for them too. Um, so we'll see what happens. Eight, I have the Celtics. And last week I had them a little higher. And that was kind of before Jason Tatum was actually in the lineup. But now I do think with him coming back and Kemba coming back, Pritchard missing time. Um, I do think things with Teague and Tristan Thompson have been a little off rhythm. So I do ha- I do still have him in the top 10, but have to keep him at 8. 
Seven, I have the Bucks, and I just think things have been working out a little bit better for them. I would debate that Jalen Brown might be playing the best ball out of anyone in the East right now, but I do still think that Giannis is pretty dominant, and they, they still got a good squad, a, a lot of repeat guys from last year. In six, I have the Jazz, and Lou, I know you did say that Jazz are Foos Gold, and I absolutely agree with you, but doing these power rankings right now, I kind of have to have them right there, but... Donovan Mitchell's good, Gobert's good, but we'll see how good that can actually turn out to be. Yeah, so to jump in with my five, I do have the Celtics at five. I do have them above the Nets for a couple reasons. Surprisingly. Surprisingly, because you guys know I I did pick the Nets to win the East and the Finals to start the season. But, I mean, defensively, they're light years ahead of the Nets. And not that the Celtics are, I wouldn't say they're a top three or four defensive team, but they're still light years ahead of the Nets. I mean... We're talking about the team with the worst defensive rating in the history of basketball. Plus, they just lost a close one to the Lakers, who I'm not going to spoil where I had the Lakers, but I have them very high on this list. And they lost on literally a wide-open missed buzzer beater by Kemba Walker. So definitely definitely show that they can play with the best of the best. And I think they played good basketball even without Tatum there, their second-best player. Yes, yeah. I said Jason Tatum, their second-best player. As you right guys now. know, I'm right a Jalen Brown guy. Right Been now. saying it. Glad that that's right what? and that I'm right again. What, like the best player through 17 um, games? Well, I've been saying that since last year, though. And Tatum didn't play half uh, of them? At no. four, I do have Utah. Again, I'm with you guys. I do think they're fool's gold. But right now with 15 and 5, it's kind of hard to keep them outside the top five or six. At three, I got the 76ers. I think they're the best team in the East right now. Definitely, you know, Embiid's the biggest matchup problem in the East for sure. And they're just they're playing good basketball. And then at two and one, I have the two LA teams. I do have the Clippers at two. I think I had them down at like eight or nine our first power rankings. But they've been proving me wrong. Paul George is playing good, playing solid, showing that he can be that one B to Kawhi Leonard and carry them to championship caliber basketball. And at one, I got the Lakers, even though. The Clippers have a better record by just one less loss. I do still think the Lakers are the best team on the planet. Yeah, it's funny. We actually have the same one through four. Uh, I have the Jazz at four. I just think defensively they're really good, but I don't think that'll translate versus the best teams in the league. I think, I don't know, it's tough when like teams like the Mavericks haven't played healthy and then the Grizzlies have literally only played like mm-hmm. yeah. five less games than everyone else because they haven't played in like a week. Yeah. So I think it's just really tough to tell at the moment. But three, I have Philly. I just think they're a matchup problem. And I think they're the best team in the East, like just as a full roster. I mean, Brooklyn has the three best superstars. But when you get down to four and five with their injuries, I like Philly better. And Yeah, plus you don't want to go there. Exactly. Oh, please, <laughs> please. I've been to Philly many times. I go back and forth all the time. Nice cheesesteak. Yeah, fantastic cheesesteak. Go down to Geno's, get a nice cheesesteak whiz wit. Wow. Love it. Shout out my roommate. <laughs> Philly guy. Shout out G. But, but no. let's not shout out the Eagles, though. Yeah, let's no, not. Yeah. No, no, definitely <laughs> no. No Eagles shout out. Definitely this podcast. not. But, dude, with Philly, it's like. They're a problem for the Celtics, for the Nets, for the Bucks. Like, for the Celtics, it's like, they're too big for you. Yeah, literally too big. They're literally just too big. And then Doc Rivers is a, is a good coach. I mean, he, he really put this team into shape and goes to show what coaching does, man. I mean, Quinn Schneider for the Jazz is, is really doing a hell of a job like he always does, and, and it's an improvement. Uh, and then, two, I have the Clippers. I, I, I don't know why everybody, like, hopped off the train. Like, they lost in the second round in Game 7 on a huge fluke. Mm-hmm. To a team that got spanked right. the next round. So I really just, I don't know. I think they're good. I think Kawhi Leonard's a little forgotten about. Paul George. Extremely. 
Dude, Dude, I saw, so disrespectful. Bro, people don't realize how good of a season Kawhi Leonard's having right now. Yes. He's he's like, if you want to go statistic-wise, he's the clear-cut MVP right now, and no one's even talking about it. <laughs> yeah, LeBron. it's just, I see, I'd give it to LeBron. But. Yeah. True, but Kawhi's averaging, uh, I don't know, I, I saw some, he's averaging like 20 Something, something on on uh, 90, 50, 40 shoot. Like, it's crazy. And he's got, like, the one of the best defensive ratings in the league. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. No, and he's people, that's a given with him. Yeah. yeah. But, but that still. that's the, really the difference. And I think people just forgot how good they can be when, like, they don't hate each other mm-hmm. every night. I still think they need improvements, but the Lakers are one I... I remember I saw a big story. The Lakers lost two road games in a row, and they were like, are they still that good? It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> They lost two road games, and oh, my God, who does that? Yeah, oh They're so good, dude. It, it's just so fake. Uh, LeBron doesn't even – in bad games, he's putting up 22-8. and eight, yeah, so it's yeah. disgusting. They're, they're ridiculous. AD needs to get his shit together and, like, play consistently, and Kyle Kuzma is just not good in any facet of hmm. the game anymore. So I think besides that, I think they're just the best team. But, like, we're really nitpicking yeah, when we come true. to the Lakers. Lou, I know you said the 76ers are too big for the Celtics. Do you guys think the Bucks are too big for the Celtics too? I don't think so because— I don't think they're good enough to beat yeah, them. They're not, yeah, that's true. They're not big and good enough to beat them. Because, like, Brooke Lopez isn't really— a big. Yeah, like, he's not a—he is a threat, but, like, Embiid and Simmons, those are— you know what I mean? Those are two of the toughest matchups in the East for and any Dwight, team. And Dwight. You know what I mean? mean? Like, those so, are yeah. legit guys. Tobias. And even Tobi- yeah, even Tobias. He's a 6'9", six, 6'10", six, spread small forward slash They're too big forward, for pretty so. much any team outside of the Clippers or the Lakers. Right, pretty much. Right? Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, my next question before I jump in with my five is, how do you feel that we match up with the Nets? Because I feel like it's not as bad as you may think. Not that. I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's... Can you stop them enough while you score? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't know if the Celtics can consistently score with them, and I don't think that they can lock them up either. You know what I mean? So if it comes to a shootout, which it could be, I, I just have to take Brooklyn. But yeah, I, I, sure. think, I think they're a better matchup against Brooklyn than, than Philly is. Would you yeah, put— I was going to say, I think we match up way better against Brooklyn than Philly just because you got Marcus Smart once healthy. He can cover Kyrie. You got Tatum or Brown that can cover Harden, and then the other one can cover Durant with some help in the middle. You know what I mean? Well, Not that that's going to slow any of them down, but it's just a better match. So here's my thing. If it came down to it and we're playing the series, do you consider starting Ojale, Smart, and Brown all on the floor and having those three guys defend? Have Tatum just cover whoever else along with whoever else is on the court, assuming that would be another guard maybe? No, I can't do Ojale. I can't do it. Yeah. I would tough. start Thompson just because... If they if they go to the rim, he can help, and then he's gonna out rebound everyone on Brooklyn, especially if they run KD at the five. I I like that all day. I mean, you want my honest opinion, and I'm gonna be brutally honest, and I know a lot of Celtics fans are gonna hate this because the money we're paying them. I would have Kemba come off the bench in that series. I really would because a you can start smart at the point guard, put him on Kyrie. Then, when Kemba does come in the game, there's absolutely no one on the Nets defense that can cover him. So, hold on, though. Would you actually have Smart cover Kyrie, though? Yeah. Or you wouldn't put him on Harden? Because I feel like I would. I'd put JB on Harden. Definitely. Because I think Kyrie might be a little bit too quick for JB. And I just think JB's a good matchup for Harden. It's pretty much the same size, same strength. But I'm I'm trying. What I'm trying to think though is what's the best defensive matchup for KD? And clearly that Tatum is longer. But I'm trying to think if KD's their number one priority and stopping him is our priority, would you put Brown on him? 
No. No. I no. I, I would I would do the opposite what Kev does though. I would have Smart on Harden, just because I think he's more pesky. He's not gonna. I feel he's like he's more of a threat to score. Yeah, he is. And then with Kyrie, I feel like Jalen Brown knows him, so he can kind of stay in front of him and he can get physical with him. I think they're good matchups either way, but like I, I think Tatum has to cover Durant with with uh, Tristan Thompson or Tice, like just shadowing. I mean, I think him. yeah. I was gonna say I think you stop both Tice and. Thompson in that series, just to just to I give just or to clog up Lord. the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, time yeah you're definitely gonna start two bigs, and you bench Kemba, have Kemba come off the bench. You got him and Teague. No one's stopping that backcourt on on the Brooklyn bench. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. All right, back to back to the top five. Just had to jump in there. Had some thoughts. Five, I do have the Nets. So the reason why I have the Nets here at five is I'm just trying to think. Like we were talking about a little bit earlier in our group chat, talking about individual players, you know, who's really the best. And I think KD still has the potential to take over a game a lot more than any of those teams in 6 through 10. Obviously, I would say that the Celtics probably have the best pair of players out of that group that I said. Um, But KD out of that group is the best player. Four, I would have the 76ers. We talked about the defensive matchups and all of that already, so I don't really have to get into it. You guys are going to think I'm crazy. I have the Nuggets at three. So the reason why I have the Nuggets at three is I just think we talked about having the big in, in the guard combo. I think, Lou, you, we were talking about AD and Bede and Jokic a little bit the other day, and that's kind of where I, I kind of gauged the Nuggets around my three. And I also think that Jamal Murray, you know, he's he's really hot. He's really good. And, Kev, when we were watching games at your house, like, during the bubble, I was like, wow, I never thought he would be that player. And he's still continuing to be that player. They have depth. I mean, I definitely thought that we'd see a little more of a incline from Michael Porter Jr. But, I mean, it, it is what it is. They still got they still got some weapons. So, three could be high, but I, I actually think I like them there. I, and I think that they can hit the, they can hit the game-winning shot. They, could play, they can play you seven games throughout consistently. Two, I have the Clippers, and one, I have the Lakers. That's probably going to be my two and one for the remainder. Yeah, I don't mind the Nuggets. I don't either. It's it's tough with the Nuggets. The only thing with me with them is I feel like like the teams I had one through seven above them, I just feel like all those teams' third best player is better than the Nuggets' third best player, and that's really the deciding factor. I mean, you got Jokic and you got Murray, but like if you go down the list, the Bucks. Whether you consider Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton their third best player, they're both better. Yeah. The Nets, obviously, Kyrie's the third best. He's better. Celtics, Kemba, better. Goes up the list. But See, I definitely don't yeah. mind them. Like I said, they, they started off slow. And I, I said they're at eight right now. They'll probably move up the list by the next time we do this. But that's my only flaw with them. Yeah. I'm worried about having that third offensive weapon. See that I mean that's definitely a good point with with the third weapon because I definitely think that they would need that reliability from that position. But like I like you guys were just talking about, I was also like comparing it as, as far as matchups go, and Jokic is a huge is a huge factor when you compare when you compare the Nuggets to like any other team because even if Murray was having an off game. That doesn't necessarily mean that Jokic couldn't pick up the slack, and he's right. almost a walking triple double. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it, it it's just like if he can facilitate the offense just as well as Jamal Murray can, maybe it's better for him to do that and Jamal Murray just to be a scorer. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it it just depends on how you look at it because you also don't want to work Jokic too much where he has to be your facilitator and probably one of your biggest defenders as mm-hmm, well. Yeah. You know. And I feel like a team getting left out of all this is kind of like the Warriors. 
I don't like like think of this like they're gonna try to move Kelly Oubre because like he just doesn't fit and he's just like not that good like he's shooting like an abysmal percentage and like doesn't play D but like say they get another solid piece Steph is obviously the same guy like there's no doubt about it there's no drop off you have Andrew Wiggins playing probably the best of his career then you have Draymond and then Wiseman with Damian Lee coming off the bench like they're not a team to be trifled with. Like they're eleven and nine for a reason. I like the word. Luke, I trifled. know it's. I not know it's trifled. a stretch. <laughs> I know it's a stretch because we're projecting Clay's gonna come back next year. But if you're the Warriors, do you look into maybe landing a guy like Bradley Beal? Wow. No, just because like what what upgrade? If Clay's the same guy and he makes less money, why why switch it? Do you think he's gonna be the same guy? Yeah. Because there's no athleticism yeah, to his I mean, game. Well, because I'm, th- I'm just thinking, like, because call me crazy, right? But, and I guess it really depends on the matchup, but you could realistically start Thompson at the three if you had to and then have Steph run the one, build the two, him at the three, and then flip-flop between Wiggins, Draymond, and Wiseman. You know what I mean? Yeah, at the, but at that's the if you don't five. give up Draymond. I feel, I feel like I would do that if I didn't have to give up Draymond at all. Because like that's you need an enforcer, like you know what I mean. If if they said give give us, well, what Wiggins, if they gave up? Yeah, I was gonna say what if they gave up like a Wiggins, Wiggins and, and then Oubre. you can start Thompson at the three, and you start Green at the four and, and Wiseman at the five. I like that. Oubre and Wiggins for Bradley Beal. That is a lethal duo. Yeah. Wow, huh? That's the greatest shooting trio of all time by a country mile. Exactly. Hey, I would I would love Oubre. Honestly, I can't do it. Yeah. You don't like him. He he just has like he I don't know. He just seems like he has a big loser like stamped a, on his yeah, forehead. Yeah, like he literally like can't play outside the paint. Yeah, like he's I, like a Jonas, but like at like six seven. I, yeah. I feel like he just doesn't win. Like yeah. I feel like everywhere he's like D'Lo. Everywhere he goes, yeah. outside of the one year with the Nets, they just don't win. So how do you guys feel about the rumors with the Celtics and JJ Redick? I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Take what it. do you think the compensation is on that? A second. Yeah, I'd say second and maybe a bench guy. Like just so they have someone now to replace them. And the reason why I think that we have these rumors is they probably relied on Neesmith to be that guy. Yeah, and, and he's, and just, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we need to start facilitating these picks a whole lot better than just getting someone in the late teens and hoping that he eventually works mm. out. Because what are we doing with Carson Edwards right now? Tremont Waters. You know what I mean? All these guys Jermichael are just Green or whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever yeah, his name. Green. Yeah, Jermichael Green. Like, just think. Like, if we if we realistically package those three first round picks, we could have we could have gotten something significant, a significant big that like that could have potentially been Drummond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and just a little bit more on the Celtics front. We were talking about this at your house the other day, Kev. It just I think it's crazy to see how good Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are playing right now, mm-hmm. and the fact that obviously there's injuries involved in this, but the free agent signings that we've invested $120 million in over the past, what, three, four years in Kyrie, in Hayward, and in Kemba right now. Like, we can't even – we don't even have 100 games in four years from those guys. I know. It's crazy. So, that's – I mean, that's significantly hurting us. We got Brown dropping 40. We got Tatum dropping 28 when he's back. I mean – I don't know, man. Celtics fans, hang on tight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be good. We'll be good. There's better days ahead. Yeah. It's Which just, is crazy because we're already in some pretty good days. I know, right? It's better, a sin. Better days ahead, for sure. <laughs> just be patient, guys. All right, guys. That's going to wrap things up for our NBA Power Rankings. We got a lot to you guys this week. Make sure to go to our YouTube. Check out our newest videos. Make sure you subscribe, like, leave us a five-star review for the podcast. You guys know the deal. Peace out, y'all.